Hi, I'm Yusuf Dahl, and when I was 18, I was convicted of selling drugs. For the past three years, I've had difficulty finding housing because it is legal in the United States to discriminate against individuals that have a past drug distribution conviction on their record for life. It doesn't matter if it was a hard drug like heroin or a drug that's now legal or partially legal in many states across the country like marijuana. The Thurman Amendment was introduced to the Fair Housing Act in 1988 by segregationist Strom Thurman, and it's since been used to deny housing to all people. But because people of color are disproportionately jailed for drug charges, we are affected more. My goal is to overturn this amendment to start an end to housing discrimination that unfairly targets people of color. If you would like to join this movement, please visit ThurmanAmendment.org to learn more. A message from the Fable and Folly Network. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash station to station. You can also find us on Twitter at S2S Podcast and on Tumblr at s2s-podcast.tumblr.com. Station. Episode 4. Attention Metrics. I thought you were a lab tech. <laughs> well, technically I... Oh, okay, that was really bad. I'm really sorry. It's like the adrenaline or something. Um, I'm a journalist, and I'm here undercover. And I think that you might be able to help me. It's Nelly coming to you live from the deck of the research vessel Astrid, somewhere off the coast of Alaska? I don't know, it might be Canada by now actually. You see the ships following the coastline for the first few days of the cruise, but there's not a lot of difference between mountain ranges when you're miles out at sea, you know? Down here it's all just rocks and green stuff freezing winds every time I get sweaty enough to want to unzip my coat. Remind me when you hear this, I I owe mum an apology. Turns out I might actually need all four of the hats that she knitted. So, since you at least pretended to listen to the last diary I made you on one of these trips, here's round two. Follow along for breaking news updates on whether I've lost any fingers, tits or toes to the cold. So, we left poor early this morning. I think all the researchers are still on a high from that. Seems like nearly everyone out here knows each other. There's some in-joke about squid? Or maybe tequila? Oh god, I hope it's not together. 
Anyway, I picked up a load of American sweets in Anchorage, so I guess I'll just have to bribe someone with a Snickers if I want an explanation on that. Chocolates are a good way to start friendships, right? If not, you're gonna have a lot of tape on your hands, Aya. Just hours and hours of clouds and seagulls and the light of the moon on the waves and oh, I know how much you love it when people post about what they had for lunch. I bet I can get at least an hour of material out of the soup of the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh, today there was a roasted tomato number with little croutons and a pretty decent salad with a vinaigrette. <laughs> and you've already turned me off, haven't you? Oh, you're done. You're out. Files deleted. I'm going to ask you about this months from now and you're just going to shout at me about soup until I hang up the phone. Okay, alright. <laughs> I'll be a nicer big sister now, I promise. What else can I talk to you about? Do you want to hear about proper disposal of lab waste at sea? Because I have got you covered there. Make yourself some popcorn, this is gonna be a thriller! <sighs> Audio log of journalist Janelle Cochran aboard the research vessel Astrid, April uh, 10th. Looks like the gamble paid off. <laughs> I've been interacting with the researchers for about two full days now and no one's clocked me yet. I guess scientists don't pay any more attention to who's writing the news than anyone else. And if anyone was going to match the face of their new laboratory technician to my Twitter pic, they had their last good chance a couple of hours ago. You know from the sounds of it, the onboard file sharing system is as good as it gets for network connectivity from here on out. Now. I just have to hope that anyone checking my data uploads will take Aya's side in the great posting updates about your lunch online debate. Enough noise to signal and you can hide anything in plain sight, right? At least that's the hope. If I were our sponsors, that's what I'd be doing. Priority one is going to be sorting out who's here on legitimate research and who's here doing whatever it is that none of my contacts on shore wanted to tell me about in too much detail. All I've got for now is a name. Project Lazarus. Well, Aya, I promised you some moon on the water content and I hope you didn't think I'd forget to deliver. The moon's only half full and it's cloudy, so... We're a little so-so on that front. The waves, on the other hand, are going full out. About half the researchers I'm assigned to are taking turns throwing up in the toilet. And it's cold. I'm talking freezing. I'm gonna need at least two more jumpers next time I come out here. But the air smells a lot better than it does in the labs tonight, believe me. It's really something, you know? I'm at the very back of the ship now, where they shove the sub off. There's not even a railing between me and the deep. There's lights on the boat, but if you turn your head just right, just enough to block everything else out, there's nothing but black. You know, even squinting, it's hard to tell what sky and what sea. 
It feels like it feels like standing on the edge of some giant hole in the world. Like I could be the only person left anywhere. That's two times now I've seen it out of the corner of my eye. There's a shadow over by the lifeboats. Person-sized, I think? If it weren't crouched over? But they could be taking seawater samples. But I, I could have sworn we dropped the containers off the starboard side, and no one's supposed to be out here at night without a reflector vest on. And you don't move like that, all hunched over and creeping sideways and oh, Hey! <laughs> anyway, sis, I bet you're having a nice time back home on dry land where there's radiators and probably no one vomiting. I'll record more soon. Night! Sorry, didn't see you there. Audio log of Janelle Cochrane, research ship Astrid, April 11th. That was close. I don't know how he snuck up on me, but I don't think he heard anything, or if he did, he wanted to chat more about the weather. All rave reviews, I guess. Someone has to enjoy zero temperature and wind chill. Damn Canadians. I swear, when we headed inside, I saw that same shape ducking behind one of the winches. Close enough to where I'd been standing, I could have touched them if I'd reached out a little. It could have been a deckhand? Yeah. I guess we'll see if I'm that lucky. Audio log April 12th. Um, okay, this is gonna sound strange, but note to self, there are 14 chocolate bars left in your storage drawer in the lab. Consider this a reminder to check that number tomorrow. Uh, audio log of, oh, damn it, damn it. Uh, audio log, um, uh, April 13th, that, that stupid notebook. I knew it was a bad idea when I started and now, oh, you, you twit. If I just kept it to audio like I had planned, oh, they could have come in any time, couldn't they? The ship's at its first stationary collection point, so it's been five hours of collecting plankton samples, followed by five hours of labelling plankton samples, and oh god, they could have been here all day without me noticing. <laughs> it would have been the perfect crime if they hadn't left their jacket. Let's get a look at you. Um, it's, it's one of those goose-down parkers, uh, expensive-looking. I'd guess it fits in... An average-sized man or a bigger woman? There's, there's something in the pocket. <laughs> it's one of my chocolate wrappers. Crap, hold on, I'll be right back. Okay, back. Um, Jesus, so... Half of my equipment inventories are out of order and there's only ten chocolate bars left in the box in the lab. Damn it. Audio log of, oh jeez, you know, okay, uh, it's April 14th, I am eating lunch in my cabin today. One of the scientists gave me a funny look while we were grabbing food in the mess. I 
don't know whether he was angry I had taken the last whole wheat roll or he was trying to sort out whether to blow my cover then and there. He was a bit heavy for a men's large, but some people like a snug fit. I can't even narrow down the suspect list of people with master keys. Not when the other day I watched one of the lead scientists literally break into a locked supply closet with only a bobby pin. You know, it all comes back to who's who. I've got to start rooting the Malik's people out. But the researchers I'm working with have been running me so hard I haven't got much more than the, the names for must be a list of uh, all of us on board somewhere. If I, um, if I could, maybe I'd... Hey! Hey, come back here! You can sneak into my room when I'm not here, but footsteps in this big metal echo chamber, they're not silent. Walk back and forth in front of my door like that, and I'm gonna notice. It was that woman from the submersible crew, um, Rava, Rava Santiago, Rava Santiago. Well, we haven't spoken before, but I've seen her around. It's, it's not hard to miss the only woman, and, most of the non-scientists did our safety orientation together. She just turned to come back down the hallway again when I got out there. Not suspicious at all, that. Said she was looking for one of the ROV guys that he was running late for some team meeting. If she was lying, she was good at it. She kept eye contact the whole time. People don't usually do that when they're feeding you a line. Still, I'm going to keep my eye on her. Hey sis, big news update here today. <laughs> Apparently, the winter storm season's not quite as over as everyone thought. Word from on high is we're due for some pretty nasty weather in a couple of days. Captain said we're just best off riding through it, but we'll lose at least a day of research when it hits. Of course, now everyone's in a frenzy for every single second of lab time they can get. I swear, if I ever see another coral sample, <laughs> let's just say it's been a long couple of days. Hey, um, I know I'll be back on land by the time that you listen to this, but just remember, don't tell mum and dad your big sister spent part of her time reenacting Perfect Storm. I know you've got my back. At least that's one person who does. Audio log, April 17th. I heard footsteps in the hallway again last night. Late, two, nearly 3 a.m. Whoever it was, they were gone by the time I got up to check. You know, <laughs> it serves me right for trying to go to bed. I talked to the other night shift ROV operator at breakfast and he said Santiago was with him the entire time not counting for trips to the toilet and for coffee. So, who even knows? You know, I'm gonna have to find another way to keep tabs on her soon. I think one of the day crew tried to give me her room number yesterday and there was definitely a wink. <laughs> well, that could have been a good cover story, you know, if I hadn't yelled at her in the hallway first. I mean, it's not like she's, I mean, she 
whole team has got good arms, you know. They could have been convincing. We have to stop meeting like this. What are you doing down here, Santiago? Me? I'm just stretching my legs. Shouldn't you be on ship right now, Cochrane? Well, uh, I needed something from my room, and I... Aren't you usually on shift by now? I'm on break. <laughs> it's kind of a strange place for a walk, don't you think? You looked at the sky lately? Less chance of rain down here. Right. I bet that's the only reason you're... Swarmer on... down here, too. Did you say you were looking for something? What? You said you left something in your cabin. Uh, uh yeah, it was... Um, uh, Careful. If you're down here too long, someone might notice you sneaking off in the middle of a shift. You wouldn't want to look suspicious, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, maybe you should be taking some of your own advice. Audio log, uh, April 18th. So, that happened. I waited until she'd gone and then tried a few of the doors around mine, you know, just in case. I don't know. If she'd been sneaking into anyone else's rooms, she'd locked up afterwards. If she's trying to get into mine, I don't understand it. If, her, if it's her coat in my closet, she's already got enough on me to go to whoever's in charge unless... I mean, if there's someone else sneaking around... Oh, God, I don't know. You know, maybe she's not down here for me. Maybe, maybe there's something else. Why do I feel like I'm missing something? April 18th, audio log continues. I took a walk around the ship after tea tonight. Santiago was right, it turns out. The storm hasn't reached us yet, but the clouds aren't looking friendly. Lots of big dark and grey out there. It really is a better day to get some exercise below deck. You know, it's interesting. The things you don't notice. There are like whole corridors on this ship I've never been down. There's this turn off just past my cabin. I've passed it like a hundred times, but until I went looking, I couldn't have told anyone it was there. It didn't go very far, but it seemed like it was heading downwards, uh, probably to where the engines must be. I, you know, I keep forgetting this ship has this whole other level. Maps everywhere, and again, couldn't have remembered it to save my life. They didn't even take us down there during orientation, and they showed us everything, including the septic system. There's something there, I think. But that's not the only thing I turned up tonight. I think I might have an idea how I can start narrowing down the researchers. More to come. Uh, audio log, um, April 19th, uh, the storm hit us a couple of hours ago. The Astrid has been rocking hard. You can hear the waves slapping the hull every couple of minutes now. And every so often the, the floor just drops out from under you if you're not holding onto something. 
they, they had us strapping down machinery all day today. Deck crews sent everyone to their room as soon as they could after that. It was it's not an official lockdown, but no one who doesn't have to be is coming out until after breakfast. I gave it until midnight before I snuck out. Turns out whoever broke in here did me a favor. With this big coat on and the hood turned up, you can't tell who's inside. And it's warm too. Yeah, that's not bad in a disguise. It took about 30 minutes of ducking and weaving to get to where I was headed. I would have got there faster, but then there was another wave and it felt like I was being thrown and I tripped, stealing down the corridor and I bounced off a metal door and my shoulder went numb, but the, the noise was worse. I spent 10 minutes hiding in a supply closet, two turns back, waiting for someone to come looking. <laughs> I guess Santiago watch helped. I wouldn't have even known it was there if I hadn't been trying half the doors in this place on her account. It was stupid to worry, really. There, there can't have been anyone else around to hear me. The captain's rooms are flanked by the chief engineers and the first mates. It's not like they're coming back until all of this blows over. So yeah, turns out the locks around here aren't any better if you're in charge. A little jiggling with my crew ID was all it took to get the door open. Now finding the documents, that took a little bit longer. My hands were shaking. I must have jammed at the desk drawer three times trying to get it open and closed. I don't even know what I would have done if there hadn't been a hard copy. So the passenger manifest was on the bottom drawer along with um, the cargo list. I haven't gone through the whole thing yet, got a lot of pictures on my phone to squint at now, but it didn't take long to find the one thing that was missing. I went over everything, twice, and I'm sure of it. Reva Santiago doesn't exist. Well, I mean, obviously she exists. I watched a kicking scientist out of the lab five hours ago, but I can't find her name, not anywhere. I did find another name though, Sabine Durand. According to the manifest, she's studying plankton populations with the team out of Paris, but I've been rostered with them for most of the trip. The number of days we've spent hauling samples out of the water, I'm pretty sure I would remember. No, no, I know I'd remember her. April 21st, we're clear to go back on deck today. It's, listen, I'm gonna be late for my shift if I don't hurry, but I was looking over the manifest again at breakfast. There's three more names I don't recognize. David Wan, Jonathan Costello, and Riley Arbor. <sighs> Two scientists and an ROV technician. Audio log of Janelle Cochrane, April 22nd. I'm going down to the lower decks tonight. I wanted more time. I, I don't even know what's down there, but if Santiago finds out what I'm onto, I think I can use the ship's intranet to stream all of this to my computer while I'm down below. If anything goes wrong, maybe someone can make use of it. Still here. Uh, it's been pretty quiet so far. But I, I found a, a hallway off the engine room a few minutes ago and that looked promising, so I'm trying that. There aren't as many doors as I was expecting. The corridors branch off every so often, but no more doors. Uh, 
what else? Um, yeah, the, the paint. It's, it's a different colour. Greyer? Flatter? Been walking around 10 minutes now and it's here. Just listen. Quiet down here, isn't it? I'd almost forgotten how noisy the Astrid is. Engines humming, machines running, ventilation systems. Even the sound of waves sometimes when the ocean gets rough, but not here, it's just... It's just quiet. I touched a wall just now. It's warmer than I remember being up top. It could be heat from the engine. You could make that call. Something about the paint feels funny too. It's, it's slick, somehow, plasticky. I took some photos, but I, I don't know if it'll show. Still no doors. God. It keeps getting hotter and hotter. I guess I know why David was so willing to lend me his coat that first night. Not a lot of call for a parker with a lab down here, is there? Maybe I'll ask him if I can keep it. If we run into each other. This is ridiculous. I've been walking in a straight line nearly the whole time I've been here, and I should have walked clear out the side of the ship. I should be in the waves. The waves I haven't been able to feel for more than half an hour now. You know, I didn't even realize how used to that I was. God, where am I? <sighs> okay, so, um... There it is, 40 minutes of walking and I, I finally found a door. Yeah, I think I would have missed it if there were literally anything else to look at. It's the same color as everything else down here. I was, I was gonna go back just now, you know? I was thinking, Nelly, just give it up. Go take a seasick pill and a nap. I was thinking, come back later. So that's how we're playing this, okay? All right, fine. One look inside and then I am. Let me out! What the? Uh, who, who's in there? Are you all right? Hey, down here. Dr. Schwan? I, is that you? Let me out. Get me out What are you here. doing? Um, I'm a journalist, and I'm here undercover, and I think that you might be able to help me. Interview with Dr. Miranda Chuan, April 22nd, concerning whatever the hell that was just now. Do you really have to record this? 
How do I know I can trust you just because you said you're a journalist? Just because you say you got trapped down there doesn't mean you're not secretly a Malik spy trying to get me to let my guard down, right? Which, which I guess I already have, so I guess I'm screwed. Hell, even if you're not a spy, I'm starting to get the feeling that this whole place is just one big screw job. Yeah, that... That seems like an accurate assessment of the situation. So if we're screwed anyway, let's be screwed together. Agreed? Together. That, uh... Yeah, together sounds good. Great. So... What now? I couldn't get one of your texts to help you carry this stuff. I've got a shift in 15. We, uh, I couldn't find anyone. I think they're on break. I'll be quick, I promise. I just, I don't want to get in trouble for taking samples back to my room again, you know? I don't know how you keep mistaking dead fish for interior decor, Doc. Oh, I think you know a lot of things, Santiago. <sighs> you again. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's me again. Hey, uh, I, I, I think you should take a seat. Station to Station is a production of Procyon Podcast Network. This episode was written by Andrea Clausen and directed by Alex Yoon and Andrea Clausen. Music composed by Dominic Wright. Sound engineering by Aaron S. and Alex Yoon. Featuring the voice of Nadine El Amami as Janelle Cochrane. Laura Guzman as Riva Santiago. Emily Wong as Miranda Chen. The Fable and Folly Network where fiction producers flourish.